How to change the cycle of resistance. Problem. Tori, I am part of a church where the majority of the members are over the age of 65. Most of our leaders are rigid and suspicious of newcomers when it comes to worship service. How can I be part of the change I want to see while respecting the elders in our church? Thank you for your response, and if you answer this publicly, I pray that it will help another person in a similar situation. Hello, I am Tori, a media ministry consultant and the Blueprint Specialist. I help churches and faith-driven organizations improve their communication and build their ministry teams. Today, I'm going to share how we can make those tiny steps to improve the overall flow of service of our family relationships and also to show respect. Sometimes the narratives is how we grow in wisdom. We can see ourselves just like in the Bible. We wonder how we would react in the same situation. And the first one that came to mind when I read this email was the Good Samaritan. This church is has a sickness. It is avoiding the people that it needs to draw in. If you encounter a, a church that is like this or an organization, or maybe this is even in your home, we can change that work environment, that home environment, the environment of our neighborhood simply by causing a beautiful ripple effect. So today I thought that I would share a story, an incredible one, that I have I've told this a few times, but it still fills me with, with hope and deeply resonates. I pray that it will change your perspective in how you give a side eye, erupt at someone for no cause or reason, or make them feel more embarrassed than they already are. We need to practice extending grace and think about how we would feel in that moment and what we would want someone else to do in that moment. While I understand that for the most part, when we go to church, we, we go to, to worship and to praise God, and we want to do it in our way. But there are other people who need to do it as well. And we don't know how people are walking into the service, what they have just finished doing, the kindness they've extended, the concern that they have for other family members, or what it is that they need help with. Let's get into this story. A husband and wife were getting ready for church. It was a cold and blustery day, so the husband went outside to warm up the car. Standing next to the passenger side, the husband helped his wife into the car, and they drove to church. In silence, but not that awkward silence, just the kind of quietness that happens between couples and friends. Once they arrived, the husband pulled up to the front of the church and an usher helped the wife out of the car. The husband quickly parked and walked briskly into the sanctuary. After greeting a few friends, he made his way to their usual seats. Service was lively and that guest choir was singing. Woo! You know that kind of singing. After the congregation settled down, the pastor began his sermon with prayer. You know, in this very still quietness, there was a very loud, ear-piercing ring, and it sounded throughout the whole sanctuary. 
The husband fumbled around trying to turn his phone off. He was so embarrassed. His wife scowled at him. And between her teeth, she asked, Why didn't you turn the phone off while you were outside fiddling with the car? A few moments later, she excused herself to the ladies' room and did not return to sit with her husband. At the end of service, everyone joked and chided about his interruption without very much forgiveness. The husband and wife rode home in a different type of silence, and after changing his clothes, he told her he was going out for a little while. At a nearby bar, a waitress took his order, and as soon as she returned with a pitcher of beer, he raised his hands, shouting at the football game, spilling beer everywhere, and especially on the waitress. Full of apologies and feeling even worse than he already did, the waitress said, she was fine. I got a change of clothes in the back, no problem. The bartender hurried over and asked him to sit at another table and offered him a free round of drinks. So what happened? The wife continued to go to church every Sunday, and the husband went to the bar. Our words have power. Our reactions have power. And if we are resistant to the changing climate of technology and being more forgiving, then not only will we repel the current members, but also the newcomers within that church, which will make it feel more like a country club than corporate worship or a sanctuary. We mess things up all the time. We laugh at incorrect moments and can otherwise be socially awkward. But how do we recover? By remembering that we are human. It is in that humanity that we extend grace and not angry words fueling the fire. Changing our attitude in a split second takes discipline. I know I need to fix my face often and ask for grace and apologize because my response is read through my body language while I'm trying to process what it is that is, is happening. I'm working on that. I'm a work in progress and God is helping me to see the error of my ways quicker so that I can adjust and be the person, be that ripple effect that embraces the change and can extend kindness, not only to myself, but to those who are entrusted to me. So tip number one, if you are the one at fault, you know it was, that was all you, admit your failure, apologize if possible, and ask if it is something the other party can overlook. And if not, Apologize again and give it a little time. So tip number two, don't be afraid to ask, hey, was this really about what I did or did I make another mistake that embarrassed you in another way? You see, everyone deserves to feel joy and to be happy. And the people that we are entrusted to and those who are entrusted to us we need to be able to communicate openly with, which of course creates a ripple effect and produces a gentle wave of kindness. So those are my two tips, those two takeaways. 
to admit your failure, and then to ask the deeper question, was this really about what I did or is there something else lingering in the background that we need to address? So within your church or congregation, those who are resistant to change because of their retirement or they're suspicious, why? Why are they suspicious of that newcomer? Is it because of all the news articles and the things that we've seen about how evil is still present in this world? Start having the conversations about those things so that you can address it when the newcomers come in. They are welcomed with peace and joy and kindness, and you can offer them a seat at the table. I know making those small changes will greatly influence the way your church sees people who are coming in and also dealing with the current members of your church. You can grow. You can spread the gospel with enthusiasm and with the zeal that we are equipped to do it in. We know we're going to have trials and tribulations. We know that things are going to change. What isn't changing is God. His word stands forever. And while we are navigating through this world and through this life and embracing the newness and how we can continue to share Jesus with everyone, we can be a, not necessarily more tolerant, but embrace the things that does not interrupt or cause people to fall out of that worship experience, to start thinking about all the things that they left at home or the worries that they were trying to cast away. But even within that, we can be graceful. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Talking on Purpose with Tori. How will you start to make changes? Are you resisting something that needs to happen? I pray that you will ponder those questions and dive deeper into God's word. If you have not already, please hit that subscribe button and the bell so you'll be notified each time a new episode is available. If you have questions and would like for me to answer them on air, please send an email. The link is down below and I look forward to seeing you all next week. Oh, by the way, have you checked out our course, The Blueprint Initiative 1.0? It's available now. Enrollment is open and I know that it will greatly influence, change, impact, inspire, and motivate you to build your ministry team in a way that will glorify God. He is our foundation. Thank you all for being here. I will see you next week.